and welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 2 of BoJack Horseman, The Dog Days Are Over. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Oh, good. My microphone setup is very precarious. I'm very nervous, but otherwise I'm good. Eh, we'll make it work. It's <laughs> fine. When I packed my microphone, I was like, okay, I'll take my crappy microphone and I don't need the stand. I can just put it on something, forgetting that the USB thing is on the bottom of the microphone. So I have to like perch it on a weird angle. It's not good. It's not a good situation, but it's perched on like a bunch of Amazon boxes. We'll make it through. Listen, we technically pay to do this podcast. (laughs) So if people are expecting a professional level of anything from us, then they could just get over it. (laughs) then you're welcome for what you perceived (laughs) yeah you're welcome okay if this isn't good enough for you (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh god anyway happy new year (laughs) happy new year in 2022 i think i want to bring a lot more anger to the podcast i love it we already brought a good amount in 2021 i think but it was like more fueled by sadness this year it can just be rage (laughs) yeah this year we can be fueled by rage and i'll just get really mad (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's good i don't give a i don't have a good rage persona i don't think but i can work on it well that we've got all year that's your new resolution to be year, more baby. angry <laughs> yesterday i was walking and i saw some anti-vax protesters and i was getting so mad <laughs> Uh-huh. I was just like, why are they so stupid in public? Don't they know that they could be stupid at home? And some of them had like my my body, my choice signs. And I was like, and none of them have probably ever believed in my body, my choice. They're stupid. I was getting so mad. Oh my God. The rage that I experienced. That there, that's my persona. Just channel that sign. It was like I left my body. I was so mad it's the worst it's absolutely the worst and so offensive in so many ways it's just like no put that sign away go sit down shut up as kirsten tells you to do everyone go get vaccinated okay if you haven't been vaccinated go get vaccinated if you've been vaxxed but you need that sweet sweet booster shot and you're eligible to get it go get it Lindsay's Mm. getting hers in two days yeah as of the time of this recording hell yeah yeah Anyways, so <laughs> this podcast is going to come out on, on January 11th. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about the daily holidays that fall on January 11th? I'd love to. Okay, so we've got cigarettes are hazardous to your health day. <laughs> Isn't that every day? <laughs> well, they're always hazardous to your health, but we remember on January 11th. The <laughs> second, <laughs> I'm using a different website than I normally use, and I think I'll use this one moving forward because then the second holiday is Girl Hug Boy Day. that's what it says girl hug boy day oh my god so if you're a girl hug a boy today the two genders (laughs) yeah of course it's heritage (laughs) treasures day in the uk Mm -hmm. what do we think that means i honestly i couldn't even begin (laughs) to guess what that means let's find out Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh my god, if I could learn how to use my computer. It celebrates artifacts. What artifacts? It was established by the Heritage Lottery Fund in the UK and has been working to preserve important parts of human history since 1994. Hmm. It is for local heritage. Sure. 
they tr- the, it's about museum museums and stuff that preserve heritage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds fake to me. the The foundation has existed since 1994, but the holiday has only existed since 2017. So I see. I want to say Girl Hug Boy Day is probably a more recent invention. I, I think if I Google Girl Hug Boy Day, I don't even want to know what's going to come up. <laughs> Get some troubling results. Jan- it is January January 11th, Girl Hug Boy Day. It celebrates the power of hugs. And why not? A hug warms our heart. It makes us feel loved. It heals and says what words sometimes cannot express. On this day, girls can go around giving hugs to whomever they want. But not boys. They don't have to wait until National boys. Boyfriend Day. <laughs> Besides, it doesn't just have to be their boyfriend or someone they have a crush on. Anybody they appreciate deserves their hug. If you're a boy and you want to hug someone, God help you. In 2007, an eighth grader served two after-school detentions for hugging a friend because it was banned in her school and the incident sparked a national debate. Oh. Neuroeconomist Paul Zak recommends at least eight hugs a day to be happier and to enjoy better relationships. You can give an online hug to those far away. You can hug virtually. There is a cute emoji for it. Okay, so we should post the hugging emoji today. Yes, yes, for sure. I'm famously not a big hug guy. Really? Yeah. But what if I told you that hugging increases oxytocin? Yeah, yeah, I'd believe you. It apparently becomes more important as you age. Uh Uh-oh. Does that mean we need like 10 hugs The need for physical touch will grow. All right. Well, I'll work on it. And it says, why we love National Girl Hug Boy Day. A, hugs make us happy. B, it shows that we care. And C, it's an answer to Boy Hug Girl Day. Oh no, when is that? When is Boy Hug Girl Day? It's on August 23rd. There's some debate on the internet, but according to what national day is it, it's on the 23rd of August. I wonder why. Okay. I I wish I knew. Anyways, there's more holidays today. Okay, it's good. International Thank You Day. Where we thank people. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. And for celebrating National Download Day. <laughs> and, <laughs> last week. Thank you. It's Learn Your Name in Morse Code Day. Okay. It's Milk Day. Love okay. that for myself. Yep. I famously love a nice glass of milk. Famously. <laughs> I drank one before this podcast. It's National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Oh, God. (laughs) It's National Poetry at Work Day. What the hell is that? I don't know, but if anyone has poetry at my work, I'll punch them in the face. (laughs) It's National Shop for Travel Day. So I think you're supposed to look for a trip to take. Okay. Maybe don't look for any trips to take just yet, everyone. Maybe... Maybe a staycation. Yeah, maybe you just stay home and never go anywhere. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friend Day. Oh, my God. And then hug them and thank them for being a friend. If my friend splashed me with a puddle, we might not be friends anymore. Yeah, That's definitely gross. not. Oh, my God. Um, It is also Secret Pal Day mm-hmm. and World Sketch Note Day. What's a sketch note? I don't know, and I don't want to know. There's also a couple of weeks that week-long events, okay, such as Cuckoo Dancing Week from the 11th to the 17th. <laughs> it's Home Office Safety and Security Week from January oh. 9th to 15th. So hopefully you've all been working on your home safety and security. Mm-hmm. The 9th to 15th is also National Pizza Week and National Mocktail Week. 
Okay. And from the 8th to the 14th is Universal Letter Writing Week. Okay. And then sign your name in Morse code. <laughs> it's a big day. Big day. There's you know? a lot going on. I may have looked up how to um, spell your name in Morse code. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do it? Would you like to hear it? <laughs> well, I don't... I don't think that would translate great to a podcast. <laughs> dash dot dash dot 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 dash dot 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 dash dot dash dot. I would love for you to assign that to me with a flashlight. One okay. <laughs> yes. Next time we are on video. I, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I will not remember. Yeah, I feel like why she's shining that flashlight in my eyes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess we're not friends anymore. Then I'd splash you with a bottle. <laughs> also, do you want to know what time it is right now? I'd love to know. So currently in the Pacific time zone, it is Sunday, January 2nd, 2022 at 11.29 a.m. In London, it is 7.29. Oh, it's 11.29 a.m. Is that what I said? I think that's what you said. I don't know. Anyways, it's <laughs> 7.29 p.m. in London. It is 2.29 p.m. in New York, and just 3.29 a.m. on January 3rd in Hong Kong. And you are currently in the New York time zone. That is correct. PM. Yes. And uh, Philbert's coming soon. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned for Philbert. <laughs> I guess we should consider talking about this episode. New Year, same approach um, to the podcast. Yeah. Ten reasons why this episode was sad. This yeah. episode made me very sad. Yeah, this episode is probably the one I remembered the best from the entire season. Like when I think about season five, I'm like, oh, it's the one where Diane goes yeah, to Vietnam. I think that, that it's definitely up there for me. I mm-hmm. think there's one that I remember more that we will get to much later this season. Oh, I think I know which one you mean. Very upsetting. <laughs> yes, very upsetting, as this show normally is. So I watched this episode last night to prepare for today's podcast. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the episode ended, I said, well, that's going to be a joy to talk about. <laughs> Because it's sad. It's very sad. It made me really sad. But I love how it's structured. Like the whole episode is structured as Diane's girl crush listicle. And it's very well done. I love the structure. Pretty much. So before the listicle, we do get the the intro scene. Mm -hmm. I guess, how did did it make you feel? How did the episode make you feel? Sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I felt the same way where it's like, oh God, how are we going to talk about this? But I think there's lots here and I think we are not going to be the experts on all aspects of this, but there's still lots here. No, we are absolutely not the experts on this. We're going to just do our best Mm -hmm. and we welcome any feedback on how we could do better. Yes. Or just feedback generally on other people's experiences. Well, we always thing. we always want that. But like yeah. I feel I, I just want to particularly solicit like, hey, mm. please. Yes. So the start of the episode has a very prolonged scene of Diane crying in her car. Mm-hmm. She has short hair, she's in a romper, mm-hmm. and she's very upset. Yeah, very effective crying. She's like sobbing hysterically, clearly extremely upset. And yeah, she has short hair now. One thing I did notice during the prolonged crying scene is a car full of water <laughs> with fish driving it goes by. I don't understand how the car's full of water and they got, how did they get into the car? <laughs> how does True. it stay full of water? True. And like, how did they transport themselves to the car? Yeah. What were the people yeah. like in Fish Out of Water? They didn't need to wear like a helmet. Yeah, like all the ones that came but out like, of the taxi, like when there were all the sardines or whatever. They didn't have helmets, but they were always in water. Definitely had legs. Yeah, but then we've seen fish above water. Yeah, so maybe they can do like part-time oxygen, part-time water. 
I don't know, but it was I I was confused. Yes. I wrote car full of fish and water with one, two, three, four, five, six, nine question marks. <laughs> and then how? Five question marks. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're like more comfortable in the water, but like can get out for periods. Yeah, but how do they fill the car with water? <laughs> yeah, get in there and like someone hands you a hose or something. I don't think that the car is like airtight enough. I, it yeah. just doesn't. It doesn't really feel like it could be reality to me, but whatever. Yeah. Basically, she is still crying when she gets home to her apartment and packs her suitcase. Mm -hmm. And she goes to the airport and she wants to buy a ticket to get as far from L.A. as possible. Mm -hmm. And she's told, oh, the, the screen has all the answers. Yes, exactly. The woman that she talks to, she's like, oh, no, you have to go look at the screen. I can't do anything for you. And Diane's like, but like, I need personal attention. So the person she's speaking to just suggests the furthest place which is Hanoi and she goes oh Vietnam perfect mm -hmm. absolutely should I just punch it in the screen over there <laughs> yeah she's like say nice things about me that screen is my supervisor <laughs> that was like I think the only one of the only moments I laughed in the episode <laughs> like there was not a lot of jokes yeah yeah there's a line coming up shortly that i will mention but like yeah not a not a very jokey episode yeah there's there are a couple so basically she gets to vietnam and she's ready to you know get in touch with her heritage but first she is interrupted by a, a call from stefani to ask about her clickable content yes. she's in a fully immersive 3d spin class oh no she's just biking i love that <laughs> that's like very i laughed really hard at that <laughs> Yeah, this was the other part of the episode that I laughed at because she's like, where's your article? I need words for my website. Of course, my website already has words, but I need newer words, fresher words. Yes, got to feed the insatiable beast. Oh, God. She's <laughs> insane. Yes. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, I'm just in Vietnam and I'm going to write here. Yeah, 10 reasons to go to Vietnam. Exactly. And the rest of the episode is formatted based in her listicle of 10 reasons. Mm -hmm. So the first reason that Diane gives is that it is to reconnect with your ancestral roots, which first of all, does make this a pretty targeted listicle. Yes. It is. It's not for everyone. It's only for people with specific Vietnam heritage. Mm -hmm. Yes, I loved this where she. We get a flashback to like teenage Diane asking where her family is from, and her dad's like, "Ah, we're from Boston, whatever." And then Diane goes, "Well, I thought you could tell me because you're a tenured professor of Vietnamese history at Tufts." <laughs> and he goes, "That's my job. I wouldn't ask you to have a period on your day off." <laughs> oh no! What? <laughs> Very tough. <laughs> It's, yeah, not a good look for Diane's dad. Honestly, I'm kind of glad he became chum. <laughs> I would uh, never have remembered that if we hadn't talked about it last time. Oh, it's wow. same. Girl, same. <laughs> oh, man. But she does not at all speak Vietnamese or anything like that because she's never really had that connection to her history. And she says that Vietnam is more foreign than you expected, but that's good. Mm -hmm. You want to get as far away from LA as possible, immerse yourself in the real Vietnamese experience, and then she finds out she's on a film set. Yeah, it's a movie starring Laura Linney about a recently divorced woman who goes to Vietnam to find herself. <laughs> yeah. Could it have been any more heavy-handed? <laughs> I don't think so. Now, do you know who Laura Linney is? Yeah, so the thing I know her best from is from Love Actually. <laughs> Where she's the woman who's in love with the Carol 
and she has the brother who needs her help. Now, I've seen Love Actually at least two times, and none of that rings a bell for me. Like, her brother is in some sort of institution, and he's always calling her, and so she can't give herself over to a relationship because she needs to be there for her brother. It's very sad. That plot line actually always bothered me because it was like, why not just have a conversation with Carol saying like, hey, we should pick this back up. I like you a lot. Anyway, it's annoying. Someone will appreciate this. Yeah, because rom-coms famously (laughs) would not exist if the relationships had communication. (laughs) True. I don't know if you know this. I don't. (laughs) She was also in The Truman Show. So I know her from that. That's a good movie. I'm trying to look up things that people would know about, you know? She played Zelda Fitzgerald in a TV series documentary about F. Scott Fitzgerald. She's in the Mothman prophecies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, love actually. She yep. was in a, an episode arc of Frasier, a couple of one off episodes. Yeah. She's in a TV miniseries called John Adams. What about a TV series called The Big C? Mm-hmm. She was in Ozark. That's mm. like, I should have started with Ozark. True. I feel like that's probably like the biggest Good call. one. Her top four on IMDb, what she's known for are The Big C, which I don't know what that means. I think it's a cancer show. Oh, yep. That would make sense. Yeah. The Savages, Kinsey, mm-hmm. and You Can Count on Me. Huh. I am not familiar with any of those. So I've not seen any of them. But I don't know. She seems like a, a talented woman. Yeah. Same age as Jeff Bezos. Born in 1964. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no. That's how I know that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah. So Laura Linney is in Vietnam at the same time filming a movie, basically like at Diane's hotel. Yeah. And Diane says that she feels at a place and she's a tourist. And I thought that line was pretty good where it's like, this is not your home. You're a tourist. Yeah, you. but she's like, but you can be a tourist here. Like, okay, that's a good news. Yeah, that's reason so number two. So then we see, we see her struggling to order food because, of course, she, she didn't even, like, she didn't plan to take this trip either. So it's not mm-hmm. like she even had the time to try to pick up some conversational Vietnamese. Yeah. You know? But she gets her food. She goes to sit on a park bench to eat it. And she's ordered a giant turkey leg. Yeah, she's at Chicken for Days. <laughs> Is that where she was? Yeah, it was Chicken for Days, Hanoi. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you could be a tourist here. And then does like the most American thing <laughs> you could <laughs> yeah. do. She gets a call from Mr. Peanut Butter to ask if she's okay because she had left the party and he didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And he starts telling her about the party. Todd's tongue got stuck to the ice sculpture and the roller skate mob boss was there. And oh, sorry, this is turning into a Todd story. Are you yeah. okay? <laughs> I loved that. This is turning into a Todd story. I love that. I wish more of Bojack would turn into Todd stories. Yes. <laughs> And she says, oh, no, I'm okay. I just had a flight to catch. I'm in Vietnam. Yep. And Mr. Peanut Butter's like, can I fetch you from the airport? I love traffic. I thought that was so cute. She's like, no, that's there's so much traffic. He's like, I love traffic. It gives me time to catch up on reading all those license plates I haven't read yet. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. So, and then he goes, wow, well, I'm glad I don't pay your cell phone bill anymore because this call would be pretty expensive. <laughs> it's like, unless you remember the international plan. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, of course I did. She's like, uh, yeah, uh, anyways, yep, th- I- I've got to go. This conversation has definitely reached a logical endpoint. Bye. <laughs> and so that leads us into the third reason. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're single now and you can do whatever you want. 
Yeah. And they're having this conversation at dinner where they're just like, we're the best divorce couple. Like, we can still hang out as friends because we're so mature and grown up. Yeah. And so they're eating at Elefante and their waitress is a pug. Mm-hmm. And she says her name is Pickles. Mm-hmm. And she is getting very chatty with Mr. Peanut Butter. And he asks what she likes at the restaurant. And she says she likes everything. And at the end of the night, she takes everybody's leftovers and just puts them in a trough and just, but don't tell her boss. Yeah. He's like, wow, that sounds great. I'll have the trough of everything. Yeah. He says, that sounds delectable. He says something indelectable. I didn't catch the first word. I'll take the trough of everything. She does not take Diane's order and then leaves and then comes back to be like, what did you order? I didn't write it down. And he's like, she's like, the trough! He ordered the trough! <laughs> that also really made me laugh. It's such a funny line. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing great. Although Mr. Peanut Butter does get lonely at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so does Diane. But she suggests a party. Yeah, and she's like clearly kind of upset with like how he's interacting with Pickles. And so she's like, this would cause a fight if we were still married, but we're not. So it's fine. It's not fine. I mean, like, here's the thing. I've never been like legally divorced. I know you also (laughs) haven't, but I think both of us had like a pretty long term relationship that ended around the same time, too. I think yours was a little before mine, but like same, same situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know that was something we really bonded over is we would talk and we'd be like, are we the same person? Like, why (laughs) have we had the exact same life experiences? It's truly like meeting someone like you. I'm like, wow, I've never had like a unique experience or thought in my life because we just (laughs) have the same ones. Yeah, no, I distinctly remember that. Because I was like, I've been with someone since I was in high school and have just like never dated anyone else. And it's been like 10 years and we live together and I've never been single. And then we broke up and then it was like, you're like, I have the exact same experience and we should talk about that. So soulmates. Yeah. And honestly, thank God for our failed relationships for helping us become better friends. Um, (laughs) I feel like it was like... Even before we were really, like, friends. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're really more so acquaintances. And I'm like, let me trauma dump on this lady. (laughs) We barely knew each other, but we sure knew we had the same relationship problems. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, something would come up, like, about, like, our exes. And it'd be like, wait, did we date the same person? (laughs) Yeah, true. Maybe that was the problem. (laughs) But I have... I have come to terms with I, – I do think – I think your ex might have been a worse person than my ex. <laughs> I think my ex wasn't really like a bad person. He just wasn't like meant to be my person. Mm-hmm. I think your ex might genuinely be a narcissist and a bad person. Yeah, see, that was the, the bad person who's like genuinely a BoJack type. He was like the rebound guy that I had never dated anyone else other than the long-term guy. So this guy was the toxic man in between. That's brutal. That is absolutely mm-hmm. brutal. Um, like, oh, good. I can get back into the world and find more terrible people like this. Well, that's like when my friend tried to set me up with someone and they turned out to be a total skis. Have I told yeah. you about that? Yes, you did. That like, person is not it, good. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. I'm getting set up by a friend. Mm-hmm. This person won't be a creep or a murderer. Mm-hmm. And then they were a creep who was lying about their age and like tried mm-hmm. to hook up with my friend who's married. Yeah. And then was like, no, I'd never tried to do that. <laughs> He's also a gaslighting bad person. I mean, I dodged a bullet there. And also I was like really glad because I got bad vibes from him. But I was like, oh, well, like if they're friends, like maybe my like radar is broken. And then after I found out all this, I was like, oh, no, I still got impeccable, <laughs> impeccable <laughs> gut instincts. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, no, he didn't for really sure. do anything to like give me a bad vibe, but I just like got a bad vibe. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, Oh my God, has he like been talking to you? And I was like, No, like I told you, like uh, he was nice enough, but like there wasn't really anything there. She's like, Oh, good. I'm like, Oh, oh good. Because he is a creep. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the uh, the very long-term like, guy was also just, like, fine. <laughs> the, oh, the super toxic yeah. one who we get lots of good podcast ammo out of, he was in between. Yeah, well, and I think that that's the thing, too. Like, well, the reason why I brought it up even to begin with is, like, when you're ending, like, a long-term serious relationship, to me, I think it is important to be on at least, like, good-ish terms with mm-hmm. that person. Like, even if... Like, as long as there was no, like, abuse or anything. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. that's a totally different situation that I'm very grateful that I haven't really experienced. But to me, I think it's really important to at least be on, like, okay-ish terms Mm -hmm. with someone that you, like, shared so much of your life with. Like, even though, like, I'm not talking – I don't talk to my ex anymore. I know that I could if I needed to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, same. Yeah, and I think, like, it often takes time to get to that place, but, like – yeah, and like you can't do it. Like it doesn't work right away. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, not. and they're clearly trying to like force the friendship thing way too fast. Definitely. Yeah, no. And when I first started out on like dating apps after getting out of that relationship, I said that I felt like I had way more in common with people who were divorced because I was like, I'm not technically divorced, but like I did live with someone for like 10 years. Like it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, that's I feel like I just like dodged the bullet on like the first divorce situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think it would have worked out had we actually gotten married. Mm-mm. Better for all of us. It's tr- truly we're all living our our lives the best that we can and now you have a very cute serious relationship and you live with a boy again yeah (laughs) okay so diane suggests that he has a housewarming party because he feels lonely at night and he now that he doesn't have a bad wife who hates parties he can have a party and he says yeah as long as you promise to come yeah Diane being like, oh, you don't have a mean wife anymore. It's like very rough. Well, and that's the thing too, where it's like, what is he supposed to say to that? Exactly. Because like, it's not his job to reassure her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like, there's no good answer to that of like, yeah, thank God. Like, he can't be like, oh, thank God I don't have a mean wife anymore. Mm-hmm. And it also wouldn't be fair for him to be like, no, you weren't a mean wife. Like, yeah. Like that, that, like it's not right for her to say that. Yeah, don't put him in that position to have to do that work. And like she, it does come up in the episode. But like Diane, you were the one who wanted a divorce and was not happy. Like Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter also obviously wasn't like perfectly happy, but he was willing to like do work and make mm-hmm. it work. And you yeah. felt like that wasn't worthwhile, which is a totally valid decision to make. But once you make that decision, you can't really walk back on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't expect him to still do husbandy things after you call it. Yeah, exactly. She has a gross encounter with some American tourists. Uh-huh, very bad. I didn't really write it down, but they basically just assume, because she's clearly Asian, that she is from Vietnam and does not speak English. And she's like, no, 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 I, I, I speak English. Like, oh, your English is so good. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're American. And she's like, yeah, I'm American too. And they're like, no, 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 we're American. You, Vietnam, us. Mm-hmm. Amer-. And it's like one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Like, I was truly disgusted. The hand's like screaming at them like, me also, America. Just goes on for a very long time. And they're like, no, 
us America. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uh, I'm so glad we're not American. <laughs> That's I, I feel like it's like the the big stereotype is that people make fun of Canadians because we always will have like a Canadian flag on our luggage and all that <laughs> stuff. But it's truly just because we don't want to get confused for American tourists. 100% it is. And like it happens anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, until you're nice, and then they're like, oh, nice. <laughs> I think if you're American and you want to come across as, like, not mean, just put a can- – honestly, put a Canadian flag on your backpack when you travel. You'll Smart. get a way nicer reception. <laughs> Say you're from Toronto. Easy. It's fine. It's easy. <laughs> it's just the big city. You'll yeah. be fine. But this also brings us to the next reason to go to Vietnam, which is to meet new people. Yeah, it's a very short one, this one, where she just meets a guy at a bar who is an eagle. Yeah, she is at the bar, I'm assuming in her hotel because that's where the movie is filming, Mm -hmm. and um, an American eagle sits down next to her and asks her to help him order a beer, which he says, I am with the movie. No Vietnamese, but I would like a glug glug. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the bartender doesn't understand what the hell he's saying, and Diane just like smiles and says nothing right away. Eventually she'll help him, but not yet. Yes. So then we move to the next reason, which is to get out of your surroundings. And we get another flashback to LA. And it is her moving into her crappy apartment. Bojack helps her move in. And but doesn't really. He moves one box because she moved everything else while he was stretching. Yeah. And he's like, wow, your apartment's terrible. And then Diane's like, when have you ever not told me exactly what you think? And he's like, I never say things like that like this place smells weird and I want to go home but I don't tell you everything yeah he tells her everything so it seems like Bojack and Diane are kind of back on the friendship train he's like what is all this stuff and she cleaned out her storage unit that she kept the whole time she was married to Mr. Peanut Butter with all of the the things that cool 20s Diane had that she couldn't bring with her to Mr. Peanut Butter's house yeah old man peanut butter <laughs> which to me it's kind of weird that she kept the storage unit the whole time Yeah, it is a bit weird. Kind of feels like one foot out the door behavior, truly. Yeah, she was like ready at all times to bolt. Like I I think I understand putting everything in storage like when you first move in just because it's like, oh, I don't have time to go through everything. Mm -hmm. But then like Diane has had long stretches of unemployment. She had time. She could have gone through her stuff and got rid of her gross orange futon. Yeah. (laughs) But now she's glad she has it. Yeah, she's glad she has it. She likes her apartment. It's what she can afford and she likes doing it on her own. Yeah. And Bojack's like, you can always stay with me if you ever want to. But if you do, you'll have to say that you're a sad girl with a terrible, dirty apartment. And she tells Bojack about Mr. Peanut Butter's housewarming party. He also at one point goes, oh, good. Can we finally talk shit about Mr. Peanut Butter? Or like, is this one of those things where we talk shit about Mr. Peanut Butter and then you took it back together and then you hate me because I talked shit about Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. Yeah. And she invites him to go with her to the party. And he says, just because you got the couch of a girl in her 20s doesn't mean you're young enough to say come with. I love that. We also see that the girl crush offices are getting tented because the roaches wanted to unionize. Yeah, very shocking. I assume you have some feelings about this. Yeah, first of all, this is extremely troubling to me. This just goes to show you how horrible the Stiltons are. She's like, or is it negotiators? Or was it an exterminator? I don't know. She just like, she she probably just called her daddy and was like, dad, the roaches want to (laughs) unionize. Yeah, no, she definitely called an exterminator. (laughs) Yeah, so she calls an exterminator and they tent the building and you can hear like horrible sounds inside. Mm -hmm. Very dark. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's just negotiations. Uh, Very, this is, like, this is a sad, dark episode of TV to begin with. But, like, Mm -hmm. this was really dark. Like, basically, Stefani hired hitmen to kill her workers. 
Yep. Yeah. Like that. Like that's that's it. That's what it is. Mass murder at the girl crush office. It's extremely troubling to me, and also it's troubling to me that Diane is like, yeah, I'll just keep working. I guess she needs the work. Yeah. Surely yeah. she's getting alimony from Mr. Peanut Butter, right? I would think so, but maybe she said no because she wants to do it on her own. Well, I guess she hasn't signed – they haven't signed the divorce papers yet, so nothing would be yeah. happening. But mm. surely she would be getting some sort of alimony from Mr. Peanut Butter. There's no way. Yeah, good point. Like, he has always been the the major breadwinner in the relationship. Like, she was working at Starbucks when they met. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, paying for her phone bill up until this trip. Well, I mean, I'm assuming they were on a family plan. Yeah, maybe. She, like, she didn't pay know. to live in his place, and, like, that was a whole thing that she was sensitive about. Yeah, and I understand being sensitive about that kind of thing, but also, like, get what you deserve in your divorce, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If you deserve some alimony, get the fucking alimony. <laughs> get it. Get it, girl. <laughs> I don't know. What we see after this, uh, the next thing is you can turn your work into a workcation. I hate workcation. Because working, outs- <laughs> working outside of the traditional workplace can inspire creativity. And then we see her working from home in her like shitty apartment. Mm-hmm. It's Doesn't terrible. Doesn't last long. Like the guy upstairs flushes the toilet and it's like dripping water into her coffee and she's just like, oh, God. Now, we've I feel like we've both done our fair share of working from home at this point. Yeah. Do you think it's inspired creativity? <laughs> I do not. I have been – I don't think I've ever been less creative. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that I would say that any creativity has come from working from home for me personally. Yeah, I don't think it's the working from home that's the problem. It's not making me any less creative necessarily, but I do think the pandemic is maybe making me less creative. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's because of the working from home, but I think it's the, the pandemic that has caused the working from home that is killing my creativity. Indeed. It's not good. But she goes to Bojack's house. She says, I'm a sad, sad girl with a dirty apartment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she starts, she works from home at Bojack's house. They have some wine. She's like, oh, yeah, just one more glass. Like, I have to get back. And I'm like, I think you've already had too many glasses to drive home. Yes, very much so. And Bojack, like, instantly is like, you can stay in the guest room, which, like, again, poor Todd. Yeah, Bojack says, I can make some urine stains in the carpet and put in some police tape if it would make you feel more at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, because then I'd be staying here and I can't stay here because that's really bad for me. Well, last time, Diane, that you stayed there, you lived on the deck and mm-hmm. were lying to your husband. I think that this is a bit of a different situation. Very much so. And then Diane, I don't like this from Diane at all. Mm-mm. I feel like, I think that the show really had been like, at least trying to figure out what to do with Diane up to this point. Like they Mm -hmm. had been giving her some more interesting plot lines. And even this episode is very Diane centric and is really interesting and good. But I feel like this next part is very season one, Diane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's not good. Like we were returning to this well of will they, won't they between Bojack and Diane. And like, they don't dwell on it too long, but I don't like that it's in here. Yeah. So she goes, yeah. We're both single at the same time for the first time. That's weird. And he's like, why is that weird? So come on. You know why it's weird. Like, we could totally make out right now. Like, we could. And it's weird. I'm just saying it's weird. Not that I would. Like, that's gross. You're gross. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just – and especially because in season one when we got, like, the BoJack and Diana of it all, it was very much – Diane was married but, like, encouraged it a little bit. But BoJack mm-hmm. was really into Diane and she, yeah. like, rejected him completely. And, like, that was years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really, really unfair of her to bring it up like this. Totally. And Bojack even says to her when she's like, you're gross. He's like, you're being mean. Like, yeah, she is. Yeah, like throughout this whole episode, we really don't see Bojack do anything so terrible. And Diana's like using him as like a punching bag, basically. And she's like, well, I'm allowed to be mean. I'm getting divorced. And it's like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get that you were going through something and you're lashing out. Like when my mom was sick, I was like a monster. I, Mm -hmm. I, I truly was just like a rage monster. And I totally understand that when you're going through something, you can lash out at the people that you care about. But that doesn't mean it's okay to lash Mm -hmm. out at the people that you care about or to be mean to the people that you care about or to anyone. Like, it's it's a rationale, but it's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's putting him in a weird position where, like, if he takes her up on this, like, what next? Like, you know, she doesn't actually want to be with Bojack. Yeah, like... I I don't really know what her game is here, especially when she's like, well, I wouldn't do it anyways. Like, you're gross. Yeah. Yeah. So she turns it from like being extremely like weird for him emotionally into just being like mean to him. So for some reason, he's getting like hit in two different ways at the same time. Yeah. And she brings up when he left, when she stayed there before and went to God knows where, like Michigan. And he Mm -hmm. tells her that he went to New Mexico that he stayed with this family, that he got kind of close to the daughter. But that's Mm -hmm. all he says. He does not give her the full information of what happened. And Diane passes out. Yeah, like it seems like he's almost about to bring it up where he says like, oh, nothing happened and I got a boat and I came back. And he's like, Diane? And then she's passed out so he can't say anything. Like, do you think he was going to tell her in this moment? I don't know. Yeah. I think that he wanted to but realized that he shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, he, I think he says, like, can I ask you a question or something? Like, he has some yeah. prompt. But and but she's passed out. And they have her passed out in the weirdest position. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, the the way she's drawn mm-hmm. on the couch, I, like, I literally paused and was like, what is happening here? Yeah. So she's got, like, her head is, like, leaned back over the arm of the couch. And it's just, like, a close-up of, like, her boobs. It's a major boob shot, yeah. And her yeah. neck. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Like, I noticed that, too. And it's almost like her face is drawn differently a little bit. Like, it, anyway. Yeah, because it's, like, leaned back. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's very rare, especially on an animated show, that you would see someone's face from, like, below. Yeah. It was really weird. I I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it before or since. Mm-hmm. And Bojack's going to pass out in, like, the exact same pose, but, like, it's not as weird. Not as many boobs. Yeah, but, cause he, but he's, like, he's got his head tilted back, but his body's, like, across the arms of, like, the armchair instead right. of on the couch. So he's, like, fully stretched out where she's, like, stretched out but also kind of compact but on, like, a larger right. – it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. So we get the next reason is because your therapist tells you to. So <laughs> Diana's with her therapist, Dr. Indira, who's voiced by Issa Rae, who we have spoken about on this podcast before. We have. Yeah. I can't remember. Are you an insecure guy? Not yet, but I promise I'm going to watch it, Chappelle. I promise. Don't text me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's on my list. Good, it's good. really funny. Last time we talked about Issa Rae, I got a message from Chappelle being like, not me taking out my phone to text you, and then you call me out to tell me you're going to watch it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, so we have already spoken about Issa Rae, an icon, a legend. Chappelle, I will watch Insecure, don't worry. <laughs> so her therapist, like openly talks about her other clients yeah like demi m and her husband bruce and then she's like diane you know i can't tell you who these people are i'll ask you to be respectful (laughs) yeah she's like clearly explaining she also brings up angelina jolie and diane's like wait do you talk about me with your other clients she's like no don't worry (laughs) definitely not (laughs) 
But they bring up going on a trip. Like, Demi Moore went on a trip with her new husband and getting out of her routine helped her see things objectively. That's right. So maybe you should go on a trip, basically. It then goes back to the American Eagle in the bar. And mm-hmm. he asks, asks her again for help getting, getting beers. He says, I know you can't really understand me, but I'm a nice American guy. Yeah. And she, like, helps him get a beer and they go on a walk. And she just, like, says nothing the whole time. She just, like, nods and smiles. Yeah, and that brings us to our next point. You go to Vietnam to discover a new you. He tells you stories that he thinks you can't understand. This is a person who could do whatever she wants. Yeah, and he says it's like super freeing to be the person that he thinks you are, which she she maintains for a while. She maintains it for a while. They they kiss a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And he takes her to the movie set of the Laura Linney movie, and he says that he's a grip, basically the executive grip. He's basically the boss here. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sure you've never been on a movie set before, which, like, obviously she has. And then he's like, like a light falls, and she's like, oh, my God, a falling Klieg light. She knows very specifically what it is. And he's like, what the f- – like, what? You speak English? Uh-huh. And she's like, no. I just heard that sentence in a movie and that sentence. And uh, yeah, I speak English. And he's like, whoa, like, I am not the, like, I thought that we, like, had something, like, oh, and you're a liar. And she's like, it didn't strike you as weird that you spoke for two hours straight and I said nothing? Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, 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 I'm not the bad guy here. You're a liar. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, get off my set. And she's like, okay, I know what a grip is. And at best, you're the best boy. At best. Oh, my God. Wait, what does that even mean, the best boy? Like head grip. (laughs) I tried to Google best boy, and it gave me a list of best um, names for a baby boy. (laughs) Do you want to guess what the top baby boy names are right now? I feel like I have some idea of what they are. Is Aiden one of them? No. No, then I have no idea. Um, Okay, let me think about this. Jacob. Okay, you don't pay any attention to the world. <laughs> I, I I can't believe the first guess wasn't Oliver coming from, from you because everyone's been naming their babies Oliver lately. Yeah, my sister was really into that for a baby name. So the top baby boy names right now are Liam, Liam Noah, mm-hmm. Oliver, yeah. Elijah, William, James, Benjamin, and Lucas. Wow, basic names. I mean, I think that a basic name is better than like a super unique name. Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't think Elijah is a a basic name. I have a nephew named Elijah. Well, whatever. <laughs> you are like in- engaged with two of the names on that list already. So yeah. one day when you have a son, if you have a son, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can come back to this and choose a name. Little Noah Lucas or whatever. <laughs> Little Noah Lucas. See, that flows. <laughs> remember this moment whatever okay i still don't really know what a best boy is i think that's just like the head grip like he kind of is what he just said he was but it's definitely not his set crew member who serves as the chief assistant to a gaffer or a key grip so he's not even the key grip best boy is the first assistant to the grip crew and fills a number of roles the best boys take care of everything topside to ensure a seamless production Mm -hmm. i mean i think that he's actually one of the grips yeah so he's not the best boy electric. I <laughs> but he's not the best boy grip either because I think he's just like an actual grip, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Whatever. It does. I don't care about this eagle. It's sorry. <laughs> no, he's terrible. He's voiced by James Duvall. Oh, I didn't look him up. I forgot. He's Frank and Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. 
His top four are Donnie Darko, Gone in 60 Seconds, Independence Day, and May. And I've seen Donnie Darko. Yeah. In the IMDb for him, it says, in BoJack Horseman, he played the executive grip. (laughs) That's what it says. Yeah. He was in The Iron Man as Lawyer 2. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm scrolling. He's done quite a... He's been active since 1993. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. He's done a ton of stuff. He's in SLC Punk. Shout out Jenny Autumn. That's her favorite movie. Oh. Gone in 60 Seconds, which I've heard of, but I've not seen. Donnie Darko. I don't know what most of this stuff is. Have you ever heard of Poncho and Lefty? Can't say that I have. And what about The Pacific and Eddie? Nope. What about Two Dudes and a Dream? Nope. <laughs> yeah, he's in a he's in a ton of stuff, but I have not heard of most of it. But he is in a couple of like cult classics, like SLC Punk and Donnie Darko. Have mm-hmm. you seen Donnie Darko? Yeah, a long Did you time like ago. It? I didn't really. Kind of creepy. I liked it, but I felt like the end of it was kind of like, what's the point? You know, my friend Haley is like obsessed with it. <laughs> she likes it way more than I do. I think it's I think it is that kind of movie. Like I really liked most of the movie up to the part where it's like it's like time travel, right? I don't remember. What's the the end of Donnie Darko? I don't remember it. It was all a dream. Oh, it's it's no, it's um and sorry, I, I don't even know if this is spoilers or not because I don't really remember it. But Donnie Darko doesn't get along too well with his family, his teachers, and his classmates. But he does manage to find a sympathetic friend in Gretchen who agrees to date him. He has a compassionate psychiatrist who discovers hypnosis is the means to unlock hidden secrets. His other companion may not be a true ally. Donnie has a friend named Frank, a large bunny, which only Donnie can see. When an engine falls off a plane and destroys his bedroom, Donnie is not there. Both the event and Donnie's escape seem to have been caused by supernatural events. Around town, those whose Donnie, whose lives Donnie would have touched, wake up from troubled dreams. All right. Well, I don't remember this movie, but I no, remember enjoying neither. it. Yeah. So okay. So we go to our next reason to go to Vietnam, which is it's good to get out of your routine. Wait, is that too similar to number five? <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's a different thing. <laughs> That's a different thing. So Bojack comes to pick her up and take her to Mr. Peanut Butter's party. She cut her hair and put on a romper. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't try to take advantage just because I'm all vulnerable right now. And it's like mm-hmm. another, Diane, shut up. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? And she's like, I was just making a joke. And he's like, were you? Like, don't do that. And people keep bringing up like, oh, is your neck longer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very good. And Bojack very like cuttingly says like, I'm sure Mr. Peanut Butter is going to love it. Listen, she's been taking digs at him for a while, so I understand that he hit back. And I also understand him being pissed that she said that. Like, it's kind of a low blow. Well, because he also, he hasn't tried anything. He has been nothing but a good friend. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Like, she was the one who was like, we could totally make out right now. Yeah. Like, the worst thing he's done is he didn't actually help her move. He just, like, stretched the whole time (laughs) while she moved. Like. It's fine. Like, he's been a good friend to her. He offered her a better place to stay. Like, honestly, I think she should have taken him up on it and lived with him for a little while while she, like, saved some money and figured Mm -hmm. out what she wanted to do next. Yep. Agreed. But Bojack leaves so that she goes to the party alone. Mm -hmm. And Todd says that he loves what she did with her neck. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, do you see the ice sculpture? I'm definitely not going to lick it. Yeah, he also talks about going to the roller rink and hopefully the mob boss there isn't annoyed and like, oh, that's very oddly specific. This was a weird bit. I don't think this worked that well. It's weird. It's like they're definitely trying to just inject some comedy into this because it's otherwise pretty dark. But yeah, it's not that good. Like, I think, I I don't know. I, 
I just didn't think it worked that well. It, yeah. it felt really out of place. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. She sees Mr. Peanut Butter who says, nice haircut. It really brings out the neck of your neck. <laughs> yeah. And then he leaves to go talk to Erica. Well, who has a child-sized coffin. <laughs> very, very bad. What the hell's going on with Erica? A lot. What do we actually think about Diane's haircut, though? Yeah, I had a note to ask you the same thing. I mean, it's nice to get a change, I guess. I don't know if I love it on her, but it's fine. It doesn't suit her. Yeah. Not wild about the color of the romper either, honestly. <laughs> I actually I actually like the romper. I think that that works for her. She re- Green is like her signature color, True. so. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of get it. I don't think the shoes work with the romper. Mm-hmm. I think she would have been better served to keep, like, her, like, badass boots that she normally wears. But, yeah, like, I pulled up image results about Diane short hair Bojack, and she did have shorter hair when she first met Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, true. And that looked better on her because it had, like, some shape. Mm -hmm. This one, honestly, it looks like she just hacked her own hair off with scissors. It doesn't, like, it is not a good haircut. It does not suit her face. It does not look good. Yeah, it's like she's trying to do that thing, too, where, like, it looks like part of it is, like, shaved underneath. Yeah, it's – I think she tried to cut her own hair and then had to get it fixed, but it obviously didn't fix, like, that well. Mm Mm-hmm. I do not care for the haircut. Yeah. Like, I think that length could work on her if it was, like, shaped better. Yeah, to suit her long neck. Yeah, it looks weird. I don't know. Princess Carolyn comes over to tell her that she cannot pick a side in the divorce. She's close friends with both of them, but she will be her rock as long as it doesn't interfere with her being Mr. Peanut Butter's rock. (laughs) Or work. Yeah. And so she gets a call from Flip and she's like, Flip, are you sure we need the strip club set? Because if we put the money down and don't use it, like we're out the money. (laughs) Yes. And we do know that they do not end up using the strip club set. So (laughs) they lost some money. Yeah, yeah, all because of Bojack and the male gaze. Uh, Frick, it was just gratuitous and male (laughs) gazy. And so then we get our final reason to go to Vietnam, and it's because you've got to leave to come back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so she calls Bojack and apologizes for being a jerk and says that she needs a friend. And Bojack's just like, yes, okay, I will be your friend. And it's a nice moment. Yeah, I mean, it's nice enough. But to me, I'm like, okay, well, put your money where your mouth is. Yes, true. Yeah, in principle, it's nice. I did like when she goes, this is Diane, by the way. And he's like, I know. Yeah. Well, he goes, Nguyen? Yeah. I feel like that's something that Bojack normally does is he goes and he's like, this is Bojack, by the way. Horseman. (laughs) A horseman. And so she says, you aren't sure what life will be like when you get home, but maybe that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. She also ends up sitting next to Laura Linney on the plane. Yeah. She asks her how the movie's going to end, which like Laura Linney just gives up the ending really easily. She says, I find myself, I find myself, well, I find my clone and she's shacked up with my ex. So I go into a rage and gut him. And then me and my clone team up and head to Dubai. This one's really setting up the rest of the franchise. Yeah. (laughs) Me and my clone have a steamy makeout scene, which is hot, but also very progressive. I don't think that this movie's getting a sequel. I don't think so either, but it sounds like it's a whole franchise as far as Laura Linney's concerned. It sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. So then this is where Mr. Peanut Butter picks up Diane and we get a bit more of that scene from the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mr. Peanut Butter says, Diane, wait, I have something to tell you. I'm seeing someone romantically who isn't you. And then we get a flashback to what made Diane so upset at the beginning of the episode because she saw Mr. Peanut Butter kissing Pickles the Pug at the housewarming party. And he has his hand on Pickles' waist, how he used to hold Diane when he kissed her. 
and she has a little monologue about your heartbreaking. I only I didn't write the whole thing, but I like you thought it was safe, but your heart finds a new way to break because even though you asked for this, like you know that he's never going to kiss you like that again. Mhm. Yeah, she says it breaks your heart again even after you thought it couldn't get any more broken. You feel even more alone than before you left, but you survive and you learn that you can survive being alone. Yeah. So you go to Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, very, very rough. Very sad ending. Made me sad. Yeah. And she says she's happy for him, but like all of us are not happy in this moment. Yeah. And like Mr. Peanut Butter is very clearly in a pattern. I don't think he's been single long, if ever, in his life. Like I think all of his marriages happen kind of back to back. So I think him finding a new person to date very on brand for Mr. Peanut Butter mm-hmm. and hard hard for Diane but like she also knows that this is his pattern so I feel like it's not surprising but like things happen that don't surprise you and mm-hmm. still hurt yeah and she says like you you alluded to it too where she says like even though she was the one who initiated the breakup like it still sucks and now that you have what you thought you wanted you're completely adrift which is like very tough tough it's really hard mm-hmm. oh yeah so What's the episode? Did we get any feedback on this episode? Yes, we did. So we had a message from Milan who said hello from India. Ooh. So hello to Milan. Very exciting. Sup? Sup, Milan? Questions from Noah. Noah says, Bojack and Diane getting drunk together is basically the only scene I can think of where they do normal friend stuff. They spend so much time being awful to each other that I forget that they're supposed to be best friends? Question mark. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like they haven't had that dynamic in quite some time, but they do seem to always come back to each other Mm -hmm. it's a good point like they don't usually just like sit on the couch and drink together like diane makes it weird but it was almost normal for a second well yeah and i think that that's something that's a challenge in a show like this where you get 22 minute episodes there's only like 12 episodes a season and so much happens Mm -hmm. that there's not a lot of room to actually show the growth and build of relationships so a lot of it is what they tell us we have to just kind of believe and we don't get to see it that often so yeah it was nice to see that before diane made it weird yeah no for sure Noah also says, I hate the eagle guy. The Vietnamese word for beer is bia, so he obviously wasn't even trying. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Embarrassing. Very. And Noah also asked about any further thoughts on the controversy of white Alison Brie playing a Vietnamese character. And that ties in nicely with what Stefan sent, which is a good article from RB Dub on them casting Alison Brie as Diane. I think we talked about it a little bit, like, way back at the very beginning of the podcast, but, like, worth mentioning again, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So the article that was sent, I gave it a a good read. And it's nice because RB Dub says that the show is hurt by having a mostly white cast. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, as the show progressed, they did make more of an active effort to get people of color to play, you know, very specific roles, but that it was particularly challenging with Diane because Mm -hmm. they did cast a white woman to do it. And so then it's like, well they can't really lean as far into Diane as a Vietnamese woman Mm -hmm. because a white woman is voicing her and how that hurt the character of Diane, which is absolutely correct. And I know Alison Brie is great and very talented, but I think they really could have just replaced her. Like once they realized like 
they they could have gotten an Asian woman to play the role. Yeah. So they said in there like a couple things. So one of the things I did like is RB Dub saying like I was aiming for what I refer to as like colorblind casting, and now I recognize that that's not what you should do because when you go into it being like, oh, we're just like gonna take the best person, then it just like ends up being that you have an entirely white cast because like your biases come into it without you. Yeah. About it. And I and I do want to like push on that because. It's because of your biases exactly. that it's it fun. turned out to be all white when you were doing quote unquote colorblind because there are other shows that do colorblind casting such as, oh, I don't know, Bridgerton, where <laughs> they had a number of people of color in roles. They could have had more, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's not always the case mm-hmm. where you just assume that the best person is the whitest person in the room. You exactly. Know? And, and I like that he kind of owns that of like being colorblind is not what you should be doing because like then you end up just like falling prey to all of these biases that you weren't thinking about. Like you have to actually make a conscious effort yeah. here. And that's what he kind of says. Like if we were redoing it, we would make an effort. And similarly, he says like Alison Brie probably wouldn't accept this role. Yeah. Which, yeah. And she has apologized for playing the role, which like at the time that she apologized, it's like, this is not what anyone's talking about right now. Yeah. And like, please, this is not about you. This is a much larger issue. But yeah, it's absolutely not, not good casting, not what should have happened, especially like, because this isn't like an old show. Yeah. You know, like it started mm-hmm. in what, like 2012, 2013, like they presumably should have known better by that point, And they just didn't. Yeah. And so like, on the one hand, it's really nice to hear from RB Dub to admit that he was wrong and he didn't know and he made mistakes. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you still should have just known better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, didn't. yeah. So I, I like to plug my own shit. Uh, <laughs> I would encourage people maybe if they want to go check out my friend Alex and I did on The Simpsons Then and Now. We talked a little bit about Hank Azaria doing the voice of Apu and there was like a whole documentary about it. And it's called like the problem with Apu, I think. And basically it was about Mm -hmm. Hank Azaria playing like all of these characters of color and how Apu in particular is just like one huge caricature, huge stereotype, and it's really problematic. And ultimately they retired the character. But the thing that is like kind of interesting here, I think, is like we have RB Dub saying, yeah, we messed up. We shouldn't have done it this way. Whereas like one of the things we talked about in that episode is like the Simpsons creators had a moment where once it was pointed out to them of like maybe Hank Azaria shouldn't be doing this. They had Lisa standing next to a picture of Apu being like, maybe people need to just relax and like maybe the norms were different at the time and now they've changed and like we would do it differently now. But like people need to grow up basically. And they have since walked that back and retired the character. But like that was their initial reaction, which is like exactly the opposite of what you should be doing. So kind of refreshing to see RBW here. Not perfect as a response but definitely better than that (laughs) definitely better than that yeah and that's the thing too i feel like lots of people make excuses like oh it was different back then Mm -hmm. or like oh this person's older so they don't know any better and i'm like listen are they alive now and they've been alive to see the world change Mm -hmm. and i think my perspective is that yes it's great to see this from rb dub but maybe he could have been a little bit more proactive totally and i know we've talked i think That's also all. on this podcast and on since then and now too we talked about the character of missy on big mouth where she was voiced by jenny slate and then they like really elegantly in my opinion transitioned to the character and switched her voice over from jenny slate to a black actress and she's doing such a good job with it and it's like you you don't care like you're not watching that being like ugh, the voice is different like i don't know i think it was a really elegant way to handle it and nobody cares so it's definitely doable yeah, like you you can. You can actually just – when you realize that you're not doing something the right way, you can actually just do better yeah. rather than 
just having an interview about how you would do better if you could. You know, I don't know. That's yeah. So in RBW says here, like it meant that they couldn't delve into certain storylines with Diane because they didn't want it to be icky or whatever because Alison Brie is not an Asian woman. And what ended up happening in Big Mouth is that like once they switched over the voice of Missy, they were able to do such better, more nuanced storytelling. And I think that that's something like your product gets better too by, you know, making sure representation is an important part of what you're doing. So there was no reason that they couldn't switch. I see kind of why they were like, we don't want to just like kick Alison Brie out of here. But also like representation is important. Yeah, but Alison Brie did a ton of voices on the show and they could have just found a new character for her to be. Like that's, guess what? You're writing a show. You can introduce a different character and still have Alison Brie on the show and just not be Diane. Yeah, true. Like she has been some like she tons of voice work on the show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's fine. You you could find other things for her to do to still be on the show and still showcase like her incredible skill. Yeah, like it's you could just pull up a new chair to the table, Mm -hmm. like put in another leaf rather than be like, oh, there's this many spots. You know, true. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on that or? uh move on to the next I'm, I'm just getting mad now and so I don't <laughs> think that I'm g- gonna be coherent if I say anything else <laughs> yeah so this is the part I think in particular that like we would love to hear from people if people have thoughts about this and we're doing our best but we obviously don't know everything so yeah please tell us what we got wrong yeah one of the things that, that I was uh, a little bit nervous about talking about was just like obviously neither of us can really speak to like living as someone from whose heritage is like from another country and feeling like you're in between two different places and like neither is home like we don't have that experience but Stefan wrote in and said I currently live in Sweden and have basically the most Swedish name for a guy possible I'm genetically Swedish but even after four years I still don't feel like I fit in well with the so-called fatherland and being part Mexican like Todd but also super white I struggle to relate and fit in well to Mexican culture so I definitely understand Diane's struggle to connect to her heritage and I feel somewhat fake at times so definitely that's something that like we can't speak to but like i like to hope that the episode did a good job with that like this was obviously their attempt to do more nuanced uh, storytelling or whatever but like and and thanks to Stefan for writing in with your experience Mm -hmm. because i know that's not always easy to share either so yeah for sure and definitely powerful so thank you for sharing that and to our point about putting Canadian flags, as someone who just spent the last three months in six different countries and once backpacked Europe solo for over a year, American tourists are not that bad. Most people can't tell the difference between English accents, whether it's American, South African, or weird ones like Canadian. Shots fired, Stefan. So they just assume all English speakers are American and blame them all for the bad behavior. Hmm. Yeah, I think Americans are worse, though. <laughs> 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 yeah. Stefan says, Diane hitting on Bojack is weird. We super agree. Yep. Big time. The douchey American is a bald eagle. What would the most Canadian of Canadian animals be? A beaver. Yeah. I think probably or right. Or a moose. Or a Canada goose. No, they're too mean. Yeah, they're so mean. I think it would be a moose or a beaver. Yes, I agree. I think. Yeah. Either way. Can we talk about the fact that Mr. Peanut Butter is a famous and rich actor who always marries young, less famous girls? Do we want to go here this week? <laughs> It's and it's the thing too. We're like, I feel like we have tried to take like a pretty nuanced approach of discussing Mr. Peanut Butter on this mm-hmm. podcast. I think that we have discussed his patterns in the past, and it's almost like because he is young at heart or acts young, mm-hmm. that it makes it okay for him to almost ex- like his other his first two wives were definitely younger than him, maybe. Question yeah. mark? Is Katrina younger? Yeah, hard to say with Katrina, but definitely with Jessica Biel, I think. Like, I feel like, 
Yeah, Katrina was, like, maybe, like, the most appropriate woman that he's ever been with. And then Jessica Biel, I think, is younger than him, but not so much younger than, than him that you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And then it's it seems like with every progressive person that he dates, they get m- younger. Yeah. He gets older and they stay the same age. Exactly. And so I do think specifically when looking at Mr. Peanut Butter's wives, especially Diane and Pickles right here mm-hmm. that we're seeing, they're women that he met when they were like working in a low level service industry job, just starting out on their own as adults. And he kind of takes them in. Mm-hmm. And I I can understand why, as a young woman with not very much security, that would be very tempting. Someone who can take care of you and protect you and that kind of thing. Yeah. But there is, like, an implicit power dynamic that yeah. happens in a relationship like that where one person has money and the other doesn't, where one is much older, where one is more established. And I think... It's important to look at that. I know we've talked about this before with Zach Braff and Florence Pugh. Where, and, like, that, at least, it's not so much, like, the money dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's more of the, just the age dynamic. But situations like, like, th- there is a power dynamic there that is not good. Yeah. So, especially, like, with, like, I mean, obviously, Jessica Biel had money. But, like, in the case of Diane and Pickles, like, it is notable, I think, that they're both, like, literally serving him in the moment diane didn't have to pay rent and she wasn't paying for her phone like it definitely keeps you in a position where like maybe it was harder for her to leave maybe she would have left sooner but she's completely dependent on him because their power dynamic is so different like they she has no money no security nothing if she's not with him and he does make her feel safe and obviously she loved him but there are definitely things keeping her there that i think are worth mentioning yeah, and and it's also worth noting that it looks like with each progressive relationship he gets into, it becomes more of a stark power dynamic yeah. difference. Yeah, for sure. So just, you know, something to keep an eye on. Like, obviously, like, yes, consenting adults, but also there is nuance yeah. there that needs to be discussed. And I think that, honestly, Mr. Peanut Butter is kind of a gross dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about him. I think that's it for emails and stuff. Let me see. I did remember to tweet out, but I feel like people mostly just like see it and they're like, oh, yeah, podcast is coming out. (laughs) Morgan did bring up that they would like to specify that they want a Judah prequel where Judah is constantly having to rein in his hippie parents. (laughs) Like, for example, an episode where he has a younger sister and has to stop them from naming her Ida Mano Dog. (laughs) Raish says that they have to speak up and defend Lindsay. Because they have the Bojack version of the Michael Barbaro doing the daily as their ringtone, and we stand. <laughs> we stand. Incredible. And uh. I mean, good good for you. Rach, I'm not I, – I don't know you like that to read you for Phil, but <laughs> Lindsay, do better. Uh, <laughs> I love a tweet that begins with, like, going to defend Lindsay's honor here. <laughs> yeah. And so the, that's all the, the activity – oh, did I mm, – yeah, we already talked about all the others. Oh, we also got followed by an account called D's Nuts. Oh yeah, big day. So shout out, shout out D's nuts. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all that we've got. So if you would like to be part of the conversation, you can tweet us at Bojack Horsepod. You can email us Bojack Horsepod at gmail.com. You can fill in our Google form at tinyurl.com/slash Bojack Horsepod, and you can leave us a goddamn 
five star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. I Spotify is doing podcast ratings now. Oh, so go rate us there. I mean, I saw a tweet about it. I did not check on it. So I could be lying through my teeth right now. Go <laughs> leave us a five star rating and review. And we will read it on the podcast. We are getting dangerously low on validation from y'all these days. And we <laughs> require you to validate us with a five-star review. Yes. Well said, Kirsten. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with me? But I think that's it. That's all, right? That's it. That's all. Yeah. So you can hear more from Lindsay at The Simpsons then and now. She gave you specific episodes to go check out. So that's your homework for the week. Go download those episodes and listen to them. We would like 500 pages on our desk by next Tuesday. <laughs> you can hear from me. This is the only podcast I'm doing right now, but you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And I think a little Netflix show called Too Hot to Handle is coming back soon. Ooh. So there'll probably be some sort of coverage of that because I do, first and foremost, cover hot dummies on islands. Mm. But I'll have more info about that on the next episode of Bojack Horse Pod, probably. But next week, We'll be back to talk about Season 5, Episode 3 of BoJack Horseman, Planned Obsolescence. And we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.